Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I feel like that also falls under the fact that it's a character assassination. This is not who I am. It's not the type of person I am. Um, she started harassing me instead of, my building has approved list visitors. Other than that, you can't get past the concierge. This is the plaintiff, Nadia. She says her older sister, the defendant, owes her money. And she's here standing up to her for the first time. Bottom line, the woman owes her $1,824.58. And sister or no sister, she's suing her for it. This is the defendant, Anne. She says it hurts her in her heart the way the plaintiff is acting because she doesn't owe her a penny. She's trying to keep her head high and put her best foot forward regarding her sister's character. But her suing really takes the cake. She's accused of dismissing her sister. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for discrepancy of character, slander, and harassment. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Leon is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Naudia, you are suing Ms. Ann, your sister, for money that you say she owes you for a loan. Um, tell me how it came about that you loaned her money. Um, she was just trying to get back on her feet and wanted this new apartment to get out of a previous um, living situation and then d- d- realized she didn't have, like, the total money asked me to help her with the security deposit first. And I said, yes, I'll loan you the money, um, but we'll have to figure out a payment plan. Um, and then she was shy $220 for the first month's rent. And I was like, yeah, like, but you know, that payment arrangement. And then we never got a chance to set that up. Um, but that's why I loaned her the money to help her get back on her feet. So it was a total of $720 that you ended up loaning her, 500 on February 21st of 20, 200 on March 12th of 20, and $20 on March 13th of 20. What was the $20 for? Um, she thought she had 300 and she only had 280 Okay. So, so she just and, and you sent all of them through Venmo, correct? 
Yes. All right. And what else are you suing for here? Uh, she asked me to borrow her computer or my computer. Sorry. Asked me to borrow my computer because she was job searching. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I lost my job uh, twice in a year because of COVID. My restaurant closed down. So then eventually I was like, hey, I, I need my computer. Um, can we share it? Because I need to start job hunting as well. Um, and at first she's like, yeah, like, let's share it. And then when it came to me actually swinging by to pick it up, she didn't respond, which I think I texted her like the morning of, I was like, okay, maybe she just didn't see it. You know, it was last minute. So I gave her a better notice. Um, I was like next Wednesday, blah, 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 you know, whatever the time was. And then I just realized that the you know few times I tried to reach out about my computer, getting it back. Um, she just wouldn't respond to me. So. Okay. Did you and your sister have a good relationship before all this? Um, we were estranged for about 10 years. And uh, when she moved out for college and stuff, that's where I kind of feel like we didn't keep in the best of touch. And I was just okay with like loving her from a distance. Um, but then when she reached out, her and her mom both called me like the same night because they were living together. And I guess they were like the living together wasn't working out. And I was like, I mean, I love my mom, but I had I was like, you know what? I'm more patient than mom and like I can, you know, help you I think a little bit better. So I bought her a Greyhound ticket, moved her to Philadelphia because I feel like it's the city for people to rebuild themselves. It helped me. Um, I'm a completely different person than I was like four years ago and I was a good person then, but I think I'm an even better person now. Like I never felt accepted in Indiana. When I moved to Philadelphia, I just met all these great people who love me for me. I didn't have to change myself my dorky, annoying self sometimes when I joke. Mm -hmm. um, so I really wanted to give her that opportunity. So I moved her out, bought her that Greyhound ticket. Um, and then us living together also didn't really pan out, but we didn't lose that relationship. Um, I, I tried to help her best I could, like over a year time. How long did she live with you? Just a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then did she find her own place or where, what did she do or where'd she go? Yeah, she met this really sweet lady that was renting out a room. And I think that was better because, like, you know, when you're with family, you kind of get too comfortable. And um, so that helped our relationship a little bit. And I was like, you know, what? I'm still here for you. Like, you know, I helped her buy groceries, helped her buy dog food. Um, and, like, I don't want any of that back because I did that just because I wanted I saw her trying. So I was like, you know what? As long as you're trying, I'm going to, like, be here for you. Um, but then when I felt like she quit trying and I, and then I lost my job, so I couldn't keep helping her. That's when I felt like our, it put a strain on our relationship again. Um, just what would she tell you about the money so, that you loaned her? Would she say, yeah, yeah, I'll pay it. Or would she say, no, those were gifts. The money that I loaned her, I think she would say, yes, I owe you that back. Cause that's what we agreed on. So definitely okay. wasn't a gift. It was never, uh, I even have like a text of her saying, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you back. So let me hear from you, Ms. Ann. Let me hear from you. What is your response to that? So my sister did help move me to Philadelphia. Um, that way, like, we could build on a relationship. I didn't live with her long. That's when I ended up in a bad living situation. Um, the lady, she was nice, but the house was infested with fleas. That was for 2019. I was working 63 hours a week, two jobs, um, trying to make the best of it, but it wasn't, it was a bad situation. So then that's why when 2020 came around before COVID, 
um, I was doing my budget and I was $500 short. And so my mother sent $200 of the 500 as a gift to not or like to me, but she sent it to Nadia and then Nadia sent that lump sum of the 500 to me. So that was a gift. And then, um, COVID hit. So then I immediately lost my job. Um, that's when Nadia originally said that, um, I could borrow her computer because I was unemployed. Okay. But tell me about, hold on uh, one second. You said 200 okay. of that 500 was from your mother, but where did the other 300 come from? According to you, from your sister, Nadia, a gift from correct. Oh, yeah. a gift. You're not supposed to pay that back. Correct. Okay, so your sister sends mm -hmm. you $500. You say 200 was a gift from your mom and the other 300 was a gift from Nadia. Then there's another yes. 200 that you get on uh, just like a couple of weeks later. Is that also a gift you're saying? Yes. Okay, and then yes. another My $20 that you get. Me. And is that also a gift? That's also a gift. You're not supposed to pay I that I would back. count that as a gift, yeah. Um, I would buy food. She would buy food. We would go back and forth. Are you supposed to pay it back? No. When you borrow it, do you say, I'll pay you back? No, it was a gift. She was just trying to help me out in a situation. Okay, so I see that on January 25th, you ask her, I have a question to ask you. All my money is going to my new place and I don't have enough to pay Linda 150 for February. Thoughts, can I borrow from you and pay you back? I did my budget all the way until mid-March and basically I'm $500 short. I will have no money to feed myself for a month. Also means I would have to stop smoking weed for a month too. What part about that, first of all, if you have money for weed, you have money for rent. But what part about that where you say I will pay you back in black and white means that that's a gift. At that point, it was a discussion before, and she even said that she wasn't able to. So at that point, I'm asking for my mother for a gift. I don't know what you're saying. She then says, I'm gonna loan you the money. We just have to discuss a payment plan. Sounds good? I mean, it's very clear you're supposed to pay her back. Literally, I can see that you're lying, and this is money she loaned you. She is the person you turn to when you need somebody. Why would you then lie in court and say, I wasn't supposed to pay her back? I'm seeing text after text where you say you're supposed to pay her back. When did it become a gift? I have plenty of text messages where it shows she's Show me what date is a gift. Tell me what, what date the text is so that I can find it. On March 12th at 11.42 from the plaintiff. Okay, hold on, I'm hold praying. on, let me get there. I'm praying for you. I'm also here to financially help as much as I can until you get another job. Any leads, hopefully they do just pay you up front. So the 1200 this Friday is for the second half of March rent, right? So Ms. Ann, you're saying that the language I'm here to help you financially means it's a gift and not a loan? It was gifted because I was unemployed and she said that she wants to help me as much until I can get another job and I'm still unemployed. Okay, you have a counterclaim against her for $5,000, money owed for personal harassment, personal distress, slander, libel, and discrepancy of character. Tell me what you are basing that on. Talk to me. So the libel and slander, I'm basing that on her oral um, defamatory statements. I feel like that also falls under the fact that it's a character assassination. This is not who I am. It's not the type of person I am. Um, she started harassing me instead of, my building has approved list visitors. 
Other than that, you can't get past the concierge. I don't have a vehicle. Nadia has a vehicle, the plaintiff. And so at any point in time, since February 27th, the day that I moved in, I added her to that list that she could come over at any point in time. She's my sister. So why would she not come over and just knock on the door and grab her computer? So I don't understand why she waited less than 60 days when she has rights, she has a car, she has a way to get to my place, and she just wouldn't come over. I didn't respond because I was being personally harassed. You wait, you wanted her to break into your house and get the computer? That's what you're saying? No, just because knock she on is, the door. She's texting you about just getting it back and you're saying no. Well, but you're ignoring her, she says. Because she was harassing me. She has a vehicle. Okay, well, that's why she didn't knock on your door, list. because you were ignoring her. she's on my Yeah, but she can't just... <laughs> the concierge would have let over. you in. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, but what is the personal distress? Tell me, like, what did she say or do that is so causing $5,000 worth of personal distress? That's what I'm trying to get So. What the reason why I feel I have all this personal distress, um, maybe a chemical imbalance, I don't even know, but I got served from my sister two days before Thanksgiving. My feelings were hurt when her and my mother did not invite me to my great grandma's 99th birthday. And then she serves me two days before Thanksgiving. My support system alienates me. So that's where the personal stress starts. Like, not only did the world have a hard time in 2020, not only was I unemployed all year, but all of a sudden, right before the holiday season, when, like, time's really getting the worst for the world, not just me, all of a sudden my support system, my sister and my mother are alienating me. And her, and I, it's, 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 it was very hard to handle. It's, Why was your um, mother mad at you? It makes me shaky. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She's never been fond of me. There are text messages in there of her just saying like, oh, I'm sorry, I never loved you for the last 10 years. I think she feels guilty. I did not coax her to say anything. She didn't that. say that. She just started she didn't say that. all of that Ms. Ann, stuff. I need you to listen to me because this is important. She, your mom didn't say that. What your mom said was, I haven't been a good mother 
to you and I am sorry. And I mean, she said like all the right stuff, not I didn't love you for 10 years. She says that she wasn't there for you and she's going to try to be there for you and she wants to encourage you and you're you're doing a great job. I mean, it was good mother text, not bad mother. I never loved you. That's not what your mother said. And I don't want you to think that that's what she said because that that's a painful thing to carry you. with you if it wasn't It said. is a painful. But, I um, appreciate that. Thank you. I know, I know. Okay, what was going on? Why were you not invited to the 99th? Why was mom, Nadia, on your side? Is it because of the debt? Um, she was actually invited, um, but I already felt alienated myself from my sister since she wasn't responding to anything. So I rented a car and I went to the birthday, but I wasn't going to put myself in a situation that close with my sister after everything, after her not texting me, basically like hurting my feelings and... I was like, I hope she can go and I would be civil, but I'm not going to, I've learned my lesson. I've been burned. I'm not going to extend that offer to help anymore. So she was invited to the great grandma's 99th birthday. I just wasn't going to personally put myself in a situation again to be used and abused and, and hurt again. Uh, I'm looking at a series of texts between you, Ms. Ann, and your mom. Thank you for helping me to move into the arts building. And she says, actually, I believe Nadia helped you move in. I wasn't out there yet. You Venmoed Nadia money to send to me. She says, I can't remember. I've been working so much. This year is a blur. But I'm so glad you're in the arts condominium. It does seem safe. Well, I have messages saying you Venmo money for me. I appreciate you helping me move. Okay, good night. Love you. Are you denying you sent 200? Are you trying to trick your mother into creating evidence for court? Because by this point, she'd sued you. LOL, I'm trying to help you remember and let you know how much I appreciate it. And she says, I don't remember. It's not a big deal. It's fine. It was months ago. I like your apartment. Good location for you. So you're denying you help? I mean, like, it goes on like this for such a long time. It's bizarre. Because she keeps trying to avoid the question. Like, she just is trying to cover her own... It's a mental mind mess up in my brain because my support system and everybody are just, it's like alienated from the family. Why, why are, it was Nadia trying to push me away and alienate herself. Okay. Do you, uh, do you maybe think, do you ever have any introspection where you say to yourself, it's my behavior that's causing them to push me away? Do you ever Stop and think that. I mean, who tricks tries to no, trick their mother into evidence against her sister? No, I've been working with for four years. I have been working with a therapist on my self growth. So okay, let me ask you a question, Ms. Nadia. I, I now have a question for Ms. Nadia. Why is it that you're suing for eleven hundred and four dollars and fifty eight cents for a computer that's from twenty thirteen? Yeah, that's just what the courts told me to put. They're like, do you have record of how much you paid for that computer? It was in like yeah, but condition. The, so that's, that's fine, but it doesn't I, matter mint condition. If it's a 2013 computer, it's there's depreciation yeah. involved. From what I have seen, the evidence is extremely clear that this was a loan and not a gift. The fact that someone tells you I'm here to help you financially doesn't mean you don't have to pay it back. It means that they're here to make you loans. It could mean that just as much, particularly when I see the text. It says, well, you have to pay me back, and you say, I will pay you back. So these are loans. They are not gifts. $720 for that. And now, in terms of the laptop, the laptop is not worth the amount that you are suing for. The laptop, when you come to court, you're entitled to the reasonable value of the thing at the time of the bad. The bad is not returning it to you and ignoring you and keeping it, because it was clearly something you were letting her borrow. And yes, you're right. You should learn 
sometimes you can love someone from a distance and not put yourself in positions where they're going to disappoint you. You apparently put yourself a lot in a position where she would disappoint you, which is not just bad for you, it's bad for her, too. So if you love each other, just don't have any contact that has something to do with money. There are ways to love yes. and support someone that doesn't have to do with money, you see? And you're doing I that agree. as a favor for both of you, for your sanity. Don't enlace yourselves financially anymore. The value of your laptop is about $300. On your counterclaim against her for slander or personal distress, zero. On her claim against, on the plaintiff's claim against the defendant for the loans and the value of the laptop, I am ordering you to pay her $1,020, and I wish you both good luck. Thank you. So in this dispute between two sisters, the plaintiff prevails. The defendant, Ann, is going to have to give her sister just over $1,000. And what do you think about what the judge just decided? I have a lot of respect for her honor and, and her honor's decision. Do you think this lawsuit is really going to kill this relationship? For lack of a better word, um, I think family is the most important thing, hands down. And your honor pointed out, don't family doesn't involve money. So moving forward, it's just about love, healthiness, um, mental health. Can you repair this relationship? That's the bottom line question. What do you think? Yes. yes. The bottom line question is yes, because I believe in forgiveness and that is what's best for mental health overall in general. Let's see what your sister has to say. You owe her $1,020. Nadia, you filed the lawsuit for, uh, you know, $1,800. What do you think now about the outcome of the case? What's, what's going through your mind? I'm just glad it's over. It was hard to do this. I just wanted to like, you know, we said at the beginning, I was just trying to stick up for myself because I feel like for the you know past 20 plus years, I've had a, a poor record for doing that. So I'm just glad it's over. I, I feel like I proved to myself that I could stand up for myself. Well, that'll wrap it up for the case and good luck to you. You are gonna get $1,000 uh, from your sister and, uh, and good luck to you. I don't like to dump on people when they're going through financial struggles and, you know, with COVID and everything else, but I'm going to dump on the defendant just a little right now, okay? And observe that if you've got money for weed and a concierge in your building, you're not broke. That's not broke. I've been broke, okay? <laughs> All right? Uh, that's not broke. I, I think she has this, and, and I see this in a lot of litigants, um, and it's unfortunate there's this, this, there's this feeling that people owe you. Right. And nobody really owes you. Yeah. It's nice to have a support system, but if you can't do it alone, if you can't just say the support system's gravy, right. that is a breakdown in your ability to cope with life. You can't look at every bad thing that happens to you and turn around and blame somebody. You have to take responsibility. Right. And she doesn't seem to understand how her behavior is what's contributing to people pulling away from her. I mean, she just got up here and lied through her teeth about everything being a gift. She knows, because she saw the text, that they're not gifts. She no. knows it. No. So I mean, The evidence doesn't lie on right. that point. And, and, and you know, the, the plaintiff here was, uh, was generous. 
and, and thoughtful. She called herself dorky and annoying. I thought she was kind of charming and poised, and she handled a, a difficult and emotional uh, case. She was shook up. I mean, did you yeah. see her when she was talking to, to yeah, Doug? Her voice hall. was breaking a little bit. Yeah, she was Definitely. shook up. So David wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, my neighbor's lawn guy damaged my yard lights with his snowblower. Who should I sue to have it fixed, my neighbor or the snowblower guy? Well, the snowblower guy is probably an independent contractor, which means that your neighbor would not be responsible for what he does. So go after the snowblower guy. That's my advice. Now, we'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Ivoriana Dean Davis. She says she loaned her ex-boyfriend money so he could get out of jail. And now he won't pay her back. He stole her phone, and she's not about to let him get away with ripping her off to the tune of $1,500. So she's suing. This is the defendant, Christopher Ballot. He says he never asked the plaintiff for the money. She just sent it to his baby's mother because she wanted to help him out. As far as the phone goes, the plaintiff says she left it in his car. But he has no idea what she's talking about because it's gone. He's accused of letting a lady friend down. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff said she loaned her ex-boyfriend money so he could get out of jail. And guess what? Yeah, he stiffed her. But the defendant says the plaintiff was in love with him and wanted to help him out, so she gave him the money as a gift. It's the case of disappointing a lady friend. I, 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 let me tell you, when they say to you and each of you, aren't we saying the same thing? It never made sense to me. Right. That's just a, that's just a custom from. I it's it's so archaic. I get you. Okay. I get you. All right. Thank you. you. I, I, I I'm, you. I'm glad you get me. Okay. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> All right, Ms. Dean Davis, you are suing Mr. Ballard, whom you used to date, for $1,500 that you say he owes you and refuses to repay. Tell me your tale of woe. Um, yeah, so I'm going to just skip from how we met and whatever. But basically... No, no, I want to know how you met. No, 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 oh. girlfriend. I want to know how you met. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so we met at a gas station. Long story short, he got my number. And we started hanging out from at there. At a gas and... station. I got. That's why I wanted you to, t to tell it, because that gives... Hope to all kinds of people that you can meet anybody anywhere. You meet him at a gas station and <laughs> no. what happens? You start dating. And how long are you dating before he gets arrested? Um, about three months. Okay. And what happens? Or, no, two months, actually. Um, he gets arrested and contacts me. He's in jail and all this stuff. And basically, he gives me his baby mom's number um, to contact her so that we could stay in communication with everything so everybody's on the same page. Can I just ask you, like, when did you notice mm -hmm. that your boyfriend was missing? Was it your boyfriend or you guys were just casually dating or what? We didn't, yeah, we didn't make anything official until he was in jail. That's when he started saying, oh, I love you and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, we can make things official. I he's bet like, he does then. Okay. Right. So he was like, I didn't want to make anything, say anything before because I'm older and I didn't want you to think that I was trying to hold you down and stuff and whatever. He's, like, he's seen the messages. How old are you? <laughs> um... 22. He's How old are you, Mr. Black Ballot? I'm 32. Okay, so you're. How do you find out that he's arrested? Um, he calls me from jail, and that's how I find out. I was like, oh, so you're in jail? Because basically, he was traveling and got pulled over on his way back to Tucson, 
and he had a warrant for his probation. You had a warrant in Georgia for what? Uh, for violating probation. For how did you violate probation in Georgia? Um, I got a new charge in um in Georgia. Um, can I, what were you on probation for? Uh, for it was a drug charge. So when you get picked up on the warrant, you're in what state? In Arizona, Casa Grande, Arizona. Okay, and then how long does it take them to extradite you to Georgia? It took them a month. Right. So then you get to Georgia. How long are you in jail? Uh, for about two and a half months. And um, once I got to Georgia, they ended up, you know, dropping the violation because uh, the new charge is something that already been resolved. But because of, you know, the corona situation, I haven't gone to court to get it dropped yet. Okay. You end up accepting money from Ms. Dean Davis. What was the money for? How did it get to you? So basically, um, I was on the phone with my daughter's mom, and she told me that, you know, she uh, sent her like 1200 or something. And um, I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's cool. For what? And she was like, I don't know. She just said if it can get you out faster. So talk to me, Ms. Dean Davis. How is it that you end up sending money to Mr. Ballot? Um, so basically, he called me from jail and gave me an update on his lawyer situation that he found one and that he had the money to pay for it, but he still was $1,200 short. And I was like, okay, well, $1,200, whatever, I'll let you know what I could do. And then I ended up getting some money. So I was waiting for him to call me back and he was taking too long. So I was like, okay, because like he was at a deadline to pay his lawyer so that she could speed up the process, you know, because. Did he ask you home. for the money? He didn't directly ask me for it, no. But you wanted to help get him out. Right, but he, yeah, because he said he was going to pay me back. I wouldn't have gave him the money. Okay, well, that's what I'm asking you. When you say he didn't directly ask you, when was he saying he was going to pay you back? After I gave him. Okay, so he gets the money, and then, according to you, he tells you that he's going to pay you back. All right. Um, He messaged me. You introduced into evidence a series of emails and texts. Were those coming from prison, from jail? Yeah, yeah, when he was in jail after I really? gave him the money. Um, he was, yeah, I was, I, there's, they have apps. I was able to send text messages, pictures, videos, like a lot of stuff. Um, but So this yeah, is you communicating with the mother of his, of his child. Hey, can you send me your cash app too so I can send the 1200 for his lawyer? Right. And this is you communicating with him. Are these the ones yeah, from jail? Yeah, from jail. These are the ones that are really yes. racy. Okay. This is what I'm just, I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. So you're sending, <laughs> on August 11th, you're still in custody and you're sending this and the jail's not reading it? Because I kind of remember we're all incoming and outcoming was subject to getting read. And they, so they don't stop you? Uh, I guess not. Um, they screened some messages that I sent, like a video that I sent him, but like it wasn't like a video. I'll give you the money back when I get video. out, but if they extradite me to Atlanta, you can have the car. Yeah, and I have power. So why are you telling her that uh, you have almost 15000 that someone else is holding for you? Okay, so basically... I will pay um, you back for your work. You had her You had her also solving a, a car problem that you had. What was the car problem you had her solving? Um, so basically, my car was in, you know, impounded um, when I got pulled over. So, you know, she said she would do it. Um, which I, I appreciated it too, you know, because like I said, I lived in Arizona. I don't have any family there, any, anybody. So, um, 
you know, I sent her the money to go get it out, and I sent her some extra money just for doing it. Okay, now, was that before or after she sends you the 1200 for the lawyer? That was before. Okay, so I got almost 15000 saved up so far. My homie in Baltimore been keeping things going for me. What are you referring to? Yeah, basically, I, I have a... have to move you out there with me looking forward to them pics, bae. Wait, she can send you pics at jail, too? Yeah, pictures, yeah. Okay. Videos. Pics, videos, yeah, all type of stuff. So uh, basically, you know, I have a, a moving company and um, I was trying to, you know, keep keep business going afloat. But uh, um, I also was getting um, a lot of transactions going on on my account and money getting depleted from my account while I was incarcerated, which, you know, is why, you know, I was originally short on the lawyer, but, um, so why didn't you just pay her back? If you know that you took 1200 to pay your lawyer from her because you did use it. You didn't tell your child's mother, Oh, send that money back. I, I won't accept it. You actually took it. According to her, you asked her for it. Well, actually, no, according to, to you, he didn't directly ask you for it, but you sent it and he said, I'm going to pay you back. And, um, also, you know, like the, the person I am, like I would pay it back. Um, you know, but, but how had, come you didn't? Had, what happened? Like, I noticed, well, I know that when guys go to jail, they all of a sudden, oh, I love you. You're the only woman for me. Hey, can you run a bunch of errands for me? Can you put money in my commissary? Can you do this? Can you do that? You know, that is like the magical. I don't know how women do not see this coming a mile away because I, you know, this is like, this happens all the time. All of a sudden, a guy who was not this serious about you gets very serious about you because you're the one responsible person outside that he can get to get stuff done. So you ought to be seen through that. But you send $1,200 to get him out. You say you're going to pay her back. What is your defense here? You don't feel like you should pay her back because you didn't ask her for it. What's your defense? Right. So like I said, the, the money was gifted, you know, to me. I never, you know, never asked for it. You know, I appreciated it. And like I said, the person I am, I pay her back. Um, you know, I paid a bail for that charge that violated me and once I go to court you know I get the money back from paying the bail in full so you know I just don't have it at this time okay let me ask you about the value of the iPhone X how did how does he have your iPhone yeah so somehow I left it in his car so when he was traveling and got pulled over I wasn't able to get it back and it was in his property um, and he was supposed to send it back to me and never ended up doing that. And last, when I spoke to him in beginning of December, when he was last here to see me, he said when he got back home, he came across the phone that he was going to send it next day shipping because my microphone stopped working on my other phone. What were you doing? Okay, because you had another phone. Well, where's her phone, Yeah, Mr. Ballot? Um, I actually did come across it um, while I was, you know, out in uh, Arizona. So I found it. I mailed it to her. I got the receipt or everything. When did you mail it to her? Uh, this was just like last week. Like last week, it should have got to her uh, yesterday. How did you mail it? Yeah, through the postal service. And, um, you know, it got a tracking number on there. Uh, I took a picture of the tracking number. I took a picture of me putting the phone in the box. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to give that a few days to see if it gets to you. Um, he's got the tracking number, so we'll know if it gets to you or not. If it turns out that it doesn't get to you and he's just making this stuff up, then he's going to have to pay you the diminished value of the iPhone because 
you know, when somebody has your stuff, they have to take care of it or replace it. Regarding the lawyer's fees, I'm a little bit more concerned. And by the way, you guys dating? No, he ghosted me last time he seen me. So I don't know what happened with that. But last time he came to see me, he stopped talking to me and told his baby mama to block me. And I don't know about that, but I don't even care about a relationship. I just want my money and I'm good with being single. Right. Can I ask you something? How, tell me exactly <laughs> how that happens. He gets out of jail and all of a sudden you're no longer the love of his life. All of a sudden, he just drops you like a hot potato, <laughs> like it just, just out of nowhere. He just ghosts you, and you're calling him, and he won't return yeah. your calls. And um, do yeah. you feel like maybe you got taken for a little bit of a ride? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's it wouldn't be the first time. It's like yeah, you live and you learn, <laughs> right? So, like I said, I'm well, it should be the last time because if it's the not the first trust time, is broken. It's the yeah. Now it's not that you can't trust people; it's that. If all of a sudden there's a change in behavior when a guy goes to jail, it's because they want you to be running their errands and stuff and putting money in their mm -hmm. commissary and making their phone calls and solving their problems. I mean, you should really smell the rat when that happens. You should see that that's what's going on. But I have to tell you something. I see that he said, I'll pay you back, I'll pay you back. He says here, when I get the money, I'll pay her back. But when you're in court, you have to be able to prove that at the time you loaned it, you loaned it because he said he'd pay you back. In other words, if at the time it's just you spending money because he loves you and so you just want him out so fast because you're, you love him and you want him back and you're dropping $1,200 on a guy you've known two months who got picked up on a warrant you didn't know about and, you know, if that's how you roll, then that's how you roll. Um, the promise to pay has to come before you send the money for it to be a loan. Otherwise, it is a gift where he's making kind of these promises that will pay you back, and hopefully he will, but they're not actionable. Like, I, he, you can't sue him in court for them because they're not the reason you sent the money. You sent the money because you wanted your man out and had that go not so good, right? But I am going to order, if you do not get the phone within the next, I'll give it a week, uh, I'm going to order him to pay you the value of the phone. Okay? Good luck, folks. Ms. D. Davis, were you concerned when you found out he was being arrested after you'd known him for just such a short period of time? I mean, it happens. It wouldn't be his first time going to jail. So, I mean, he's grown. So, no. <laughs> I've been to jail before, I guess. So, it happens. <laughs> well, listen, have you learned anything from this whole experience with him? Um, done doing stuff for people and the story and get my promise to pay before. Very good. All right. Good luck. I hope you get your phone back anyway. Mr. Ballard, let me, let me ask you, have you got, have you gotten your, your situation straightened out now? Uh, no, actually, I'm, I got my life on track and, and, you know, doing all positive and legal things. And do you feel you took advantage of her? Don't you feel a little guilty about that? No, I mean, I've, I feel like, you know, like she said, I should have just gave her the money back. You know, um, I kind of just forgot about it. Okay, well, thank you for talking to us, at least. And that'll do it for this case. Let's see what the judges have to say about it now. I get the impression that you think that the defendant has a moral obligation, perhaps, to send the 1200 back her way, but no legal obligation. Yeah, because she didn't send it based on that promise. Right. Uh, there was a French mathematician and philosopher, Pascal, who once said, the heart has its reasons that reason does not know. And this is one of those situations where you're just like, 
What a nice <laughs> she seems like such a nice woman. Is right. a beautiful young woman. I'm and like, she says it's oh. not the first time. I mean, I hope it's the last time. I mean, she's young. You know, right. you make you mistakes. That's her, what that's know. what youth is for to make all the mistakes. That's true. But uh, boy, you really you, you got to be on on alert. Yeah. When a relationship magically changes like that and someone needs something. Right. And you were spot on when you said, look, when somebody's inside, they need somebody to make the phone calls, to go pay off a debt, to get things ready, to make communications with other people, all those little things. So, yeah, yeah they're going to tell you anything at all to get yeah. you on board with that. <laughs> so Jay wants to know this. Hey, Harvey. My brother just got his first vaccination, and now he's running around with no mask and not a care in the world. How do I get him to understand, since we live together, he could be putting me at risk because I haven't gotten a shot yet? Well, guess what? If Dr. Fauci can't figure this out to, to convince your brother, I'm going to have a hard time doing it, other than to say this. What I would say to him is, great, you got a vaccination. You can still get COVID. How are you going to feel? If I get COVID and I end up dying because of you, how will that weigh on you? And is it worth it not to wear a mask if that ends up happening? Shaming him is the only thing I can think of, but these masks have become political, which is insane. Wear a mask and just protect the other person. It's like a seatbelt, only better. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.